Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I like this phrase because it's an old phrase. And maybe I'm an old guy, I guess, but uh, it came from a young man, Tristan Wirfs. And he said it after the game on Sunday, and he said it again in the locker room this week. He said, this is for all the marbles. Do you ever play marbles? That's a game I never used to play. I never I never played marbles. Do you know what marbles is? I know what it is. Did I take marbles and hit them against each other as a kid? Yes. Did I play marbles? No. <laughs> Did you lose a few marbles while you were growing up? I've probably lost many along the way, including yesterday. Who knows? But (laughs) marbles are something you just don't hear a lot. But if you grew up in Iowa, apparently the phrase for all the marbles is still relevant. Um, And it is. It's for all the marbles or pink slips or checks or whatever you want to say. Or contracts. Well, yeah. I can't remember a game at least one that I knew was going to result in something cataclysmic if they lost. I was trying to think about this. Um, well, I do know one, actually, but I think that the die had been cast at that point, and that was Tony Dungy's final game in Philadelphia where every season went to mm-hmm. die. They played two playoff games up there, didn't score a touchdown. And at that time, when they arrived there on that Friday, I had already written a story that the Bucks had a secret deal with Bill Parcells, who then left them at the altar for a second time. Um, so that, that was a very big game in, in the future of Tony Dungy. I think Dungy would have had to win the Super Bowl, though, even if they had beaten Philadelphia to, to prevent. And then, of course, the irony is, is that Parcells pulled out, and that's how he ended up. I'll tell you what, man, ended up with John Gruden after that. And the rest, as they say, is history. The other one did involve John Gruden. You know, he came in, he won the Super Bowl, and then there were some bad years, and I think he won – three total division titles in six seasons or something like that, but there's some four and 12s in there and whatnot. Uh, his final year, which none of us knew at the time was going to be, they were nine and three and they had the number one or they had the, they were tied for the best record in the NFC in the entire conference, but it was, they were tied with Carolina uh, at nine and three. Now nine and three, you're 12 games into a 16 game season. I mean, you're in the last quarter, man. That's, that's pretty big, right? Nine and three is good, hell of a start. They went to Carolina and they got absolutely their doors blown in. I think Carolina uh, rushed for 250 yards, just ran it down their throats. And uh, Derek Brooks was a very old Derek Brooks at that time, and it just wasn't good. But okay, you're nine and four. You know, you're still, you know, maybe you don't win the division, but you're you're definitely going to make the playoffs. All they needed at that point was to win one of their final four games, and they were in the postseason. They were a wild-card team. They lost all four. But not only did they lose all four, I believe the last one, uh, it might have been the last one, could have been next last. I have to check the schedule, was against the Raiders. But not just the Raiders. The Jamarcus Russell, I won four games in my career Raiders type, type deal. With Michael Bush, former Louisville running back, going up and down the field and, and Derek Brooks limping after him. Uh, and I didn't know it at the time, but 
That was John Gruden's last game. Now, this one has a little less mystery to it in my mind, Steve. And I look, I haven't talked to well, I talk to people. I mean, I do talk to people, but specifically about this, I don't know. But I've also seen plenty of coaches come and go. I believe in my heart of hearts that it will be a difficult discussion with the owners of the Bucks, with the Glazer family, about Todd Bowles if they lose to a 2-14 Carolina team and with that would go the division. Like they would, they would lose their control of a division title, their third straight, by dropping not one but two games, including the final one to a 2-14, the most dysfunctional franchise right now in the NFL, the worst team in the NFL, and frankly, an offense that can't score or get many yards. Uh, and also has some of their own, the few good players they have are out. I just don't know how you come back from that. And and yes, we've talked about how the deck was stacked against Todd Bowles, how this was a reset, how they didn't have any salary cap money, how they got a quarterback for $4 million on his fourth team. Um, all of that still applies. Like Those have to be part of the discussion. But so does this, that you won four straight games to get yourself in total control of the division. And if you go loss-loss, including to a 2-14 and 14 team, buddy, I don't know how you go in there and sell that everything's going the right way. Because you won the same number of games as you did a year ago. You made no progress there. And worse than that, you had everything in front of you and you couldn't finish the deal. And at minimum, I think while they will have exceeded a lot of expectations outside of one buck place, inside of one buck place, those expectations were that they were going to win this title. And if they fail to, I don't know if it'll be Black Monday, but it might be Black Tuesday or Wednesday because lasers are a little slow when it comes to stuff like this. They waited three weeks to fire John Gruden and Bruce Allen, but I wouldn't feel very confident if I was Todd Bowles coming back from Carolina without a win. Well, and you said it was the same number of wins, but you didn't make the playoffs than you did the year before. So it's actually a worse season. That's just, true. Despite the same amount of wins. That's true. Yeah. You were a champion the year before. I would have to believe that the Glazers and Jason Light, if this team, after winning four in a row and looking like they're going to win the division, loses to the Saints at home and lost pretty badly, and you go to Carolina and lose on the road, that... What faith do you have that this is the coach that can get you the Super Bowl next year, the year after, whatever? Right. And my guess is they would say he's not the guy. Mm -hmm. Their minds already be made up either way, possibly. But Could after be. after Could... seeing that, with everything yeah. everything on the line, with guys like Baker Mayfield hoping to play for a new contract here, mm -hmm. Devin White looking to get paid, Mike Evans wanting to stay. And show what he's, you know, all, the, all everything individually along with the team goals. Like, if you go to Carolina, who's a bad team and in dysfunction, interim coach and owner throwing drinks on people, and if fans don't go, it's a, it's going to be a, a not a home field mm -hmm. advantage. Like, there's, you know, I mean, a lot of players not playing, whether it's injuries or opt outs. I don't know if it's a <laughs> it's bowl game or NCAA, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, listen, guys, when they get to this part of the season, and this is I've seen it, uh, mm -hmm. they make business decisions, and not just whether they play or not, but how they play. You know, like, am I going to stick my face in the fan here on the, in week 18 so that I get hurt and busted up, or am I going to play the matador a little bit 
and try try to make it out to my golf course next week. It's that mix of I know I'm putting all this on tape and I want a new contract at some point, whether it's up this year or next or whenever. But and the new coach is going to look at it. But yeah. I also don't want to be hurt going into the off season. I don't want to rehab. I, yeah. I want to train, not 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 rehab. That's it. That's exactly it. So you start making those, and they, they probably have made those before, but certainly the last game you do, mm-hmm. uh, and I've seen it. So, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, we listen, everybody was so positive, and, and, and I've always been amazed at how the NFL is a week-to-week league. It truly is. Like, when you win a game, I'm telling you, there's nobody on that schedule you couldn't beat. Really, there's not. Mm-hmm. You know, I gave him a chance against the Niners. I gave him a chance against Dallas. Uh, when you lose, it doesn't feel like you can beat anyone. Like, you're just, you know, you're the horse's rear. And it's stunning to me in a way that, you know, they went they went a month of not losing, which is so hard to do in this league. I mm-hmm. think it was the first or second longest streak in the NFC until they lost to the New Orleans Saints. Um, and they played really good football, especially against Green Bay and Jacksonville. Uh, and then they And then they did not. They got outplayed. They they mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't just that they got outplayed. Um, that was no fluke, right? Like they weren't prepared, and physically, physically, and this is what would bother me. They were mauled, right? They were mauled by the Saints. The offensive line got beat up. They got their quarterback beat up. Uh, their defense, you know, couldn't stop a tight end, uh, and they they lost horrifically. You know, in a game that they was a hat and t-shirt game at home that had everything to play for. And so, like, how fast can you reset that, right? Uh, is there a crisis of confidence? And not to, not to nothing, but, like, this team could be in peril with their quarterback. Like, we don't know when Baker Mayfield takes the field how long he's going to be able to stay on it, or if he does, how effective he can be. Because a lot of what we see Baker Mayfield do is sort of ad lib at times. He gets out of sacks, he ducks under things, he scrambles, he runs for first downs. And I don't know if if you don't practice much during the week, usually quarterbacks in particular aren't that sharp in games. They miss throws. And if you're dealing with something that affects your very movement um, and breathing at times, how how efficient can you be? Is he going to be the Baker Mayfield that, you know, had the perfect passer rating at Lambeau, or is he going to be the guy that completed 48.3% two weeks in a row? Um, all that's important. Now, having said all that, what better team would you pick out of a hat in the NFL to play to win a championship? I would take the Carolina Panthers this year over anybody. I'm trying to think of a team that, I, that may be worse than recently. In past years? Yeah. Like the last couple of years, I mean, I, Man, yeah, I, I, can, I can go back in history, but yeah, I don't. I mean, there's not been many two and two and fifteens. Right? Yeah, but I mean, just watch them play. The Cincinnati like, Bengals, maybe about oh, there was, five years there was ago, and they were yeah. one in fifteen. <laughs> you know, they went one in thirty-one before Baker showed up, or Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry, the Cleveland Browns, I should say. Yeah, they had some bad teams, but yeah, I mean, it's set up for you as much as anything. Because look, a lot of years, Carolina in the last week is not a gift. Right on mm-hmm. the road, that they've been a good franchise, um, and and yet you could not have you could not have thrown it the schedule together any more favorably than that. You know, win a game at, at two and fourteen Carolina, and you take you take the crown. 
Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if it doesn't happen, and look, it's, they're all still NFL players over there. They all have, they get paid too, as they say. Uh, and and Todd Bowles is right when he said this week that he goes, we're not good enough to take anyone for granted. Mm-hmm. I get that. But honest to goodness, like this opportunity, which doesn't come along all that often, um, is sitting right here for you with Baker, without Baker, with Kyle Trask, without Kyle Trask. Hell, I don't care who plays quarterback. It could be John Wolford. He started a playoff game before too. Mm-hmm. You have to have enough talent and enough skill and scheme and confidence and all that stuff to win one game to win a division. Or I'm sorry, I don't know that I can create enough evidence for the Glazers to say, yeah, let's let's load this up and do it again. And if 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 that were to happen, don't just think that it's the head coach you're changing. You're changing the whole organization at that point because a new head coach is going to want a new coaching staff. Dave Canales has spent a year installing an offense that, you know, for the first three quarters of the season just didn't wasn't very good. And then all of a sudden it was, right? And so what wins in the NFL usually is continuity continuity of the, of the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. Well, if, if Dave Canales goes, look, the one thing about Baker Mayfield you can say is he's made himself a lot of money, and not just this year because he's hitting some incentives. Uh, in fact, on Sunday, how would you like this this for your uh, Sunday afternoon? And, and it was the case last week too. Hey, honey, if we win today, I get a million dollars. So no pressure, right? Uh, I wouldn't leave that my fate to Kyle Trask on that one either. If I'm going to get paid a million dollars for winning the division, I'd like to be the guy with the ball. Uh, but if you don't, if, you know, if the coach is fired and the offensive coordinator is gone and I'm a free agent, there's not necessarily a compelling reason for me to stay in Tampa at that point. There'll be somebody out there willing to pay me and not knowing the head coach, not knowing me. Now, if they hired Todd Munkin, if you told me that he was coming – from Baltimore, the offensive coordinator, who was the receivers coach here in Tampa years ago, won a couple national championships at Georgia. He's a Baker Mayfield dude. Like, he had him for one season in Cleveland. Uh, and he was there with Freddie Kitchens. Didn't call plays, but he was there. So, like, that, okay, now you keep the quarterback. Because, again, it's a coach-quarterback league. But you'd be starting over, man. Like, it, this, is, this, uh, this year was kind of a thread the needle. Let's see if we can win a bad division not have any money, but have enough pieces kept around and we can still do this, and they have. But if you don't and you're going with a new coach, you might be going with a new quarterback as well. That feels more like a rebuild, you know, than what these this past year has been about. No question about it. And, and you know, you sit there and talk about continuity and, and the changes that could come. If they lose the last two to the Saints, who you probably felt going in you should have won that game at home. You beat them early mm-hmm. in the year. You're playing well going stake. in. Everything's yeah. at stake. Hat and T-shirt game. Yep. And then you go to Carolina, and you can't win that game. Woof. Do they even start looking at the front office and Jason Light and everyone up there, too? I don't know that they will, but I, um, I would think at that point it's a conversation. Well, look, they got Bruce Allen and John Gruden together. I, I would say probably not for this reason. Um and this is more my speculation and mm-hmm. belief than anybody I've talked to. A couple things. One, 
the Glazers like to know because they're not football people. Mm-hmm. They're football fans, but they're not the the strength of them is knowing what they don't know. Okay, they hire people that they trust that that they have an expertise in their field, and then they let them do their jobs. And if they don't do their jobs, they'll definitely get somebody else. Um, but they're not the Jerry Jones, you know, meddling type per se. They got strong opinions, but they they don't they don't meddle. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and the whole the whole Todd Bowles thing, okay, just in general. Mm-hmm. is sort of weird to me. And not that Todd's weird. I think Todd's deserving. Look, the guy, I think people miss a lot with Todd Bowles because, you know, there's this group think, especially on social media, that what a football coach should look like, and I mean that in every way, also what he should act like, right? Like, this is football, and you got to be tough, and your team has to be crazy on Sunday, and you got to have emotion, and you got to have fire, and, you, you know, we talked about all this. And, you know, and Todd has all that, but in a different way. Uh, he doesn't express it on the sideline. And so when you're losing, then it's a negative. But he also doesn't have a great track record as a head coach. He's had one winning season. And even mm-hmm. though they won the division last year, they were still 8-9. and nine. Um, He had the one winning season with the Jets when he was 10-6 and six and lost the last game and didn't make the playoffs. So there's not a great track record there. But I believe Todd Bowles was here. In part, now I know, and I've had this conversation with Bruce many times, and he still insists it was altruistic on his part. He was going through some physical things. It was difficult for him. He had an Achilles injury. He had, you know, and then he got sick with COVID, and that was really scary. And he's had a couple bouts with cancer. So, look, he was 70 years old. He can do what he wants to. But Brady coming back at the last minute, uh, and then Bowles getting the head coaching job felt a little like quid pro quo to me. It just did, right? And I can't prove it. No one's going to admit it. But um, whether Tom preferred Bowles at that point or, or 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 truly Arians just wanted to save all his coaches, somewhere in there is the truth. Uh, but it could have been a little bit of both. And for that reason, I don't feel like Jason Light hired Todd Bowles. Like, in as much as he is mm-hmm. the general manager and he'd have to sign off on it, it doesn't feel to me like, you know, Bruce Arians was was Jason's hire. And and Todd Bowles was Bruce Arians' hire. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, I, like Bruce, Bruce picked Todd to be his heir apparent. Right. And, and, and not, not, But, but my know. point being, it isn't so much that I think Jason Light needs to go. Right. I'm saying if you're starting a rebuild, then the conversation is, is he the right guy for the rebuild? And if you're going big game hunting, which they tend to do, yeah. if if you want to land someone like a Jim Harbaugh or, and I don't Bill know if they do, but uh, Bill Bell, it may be Jason's got to go because this person's going to take charge. Like, well, I, abs- I mean, And I that's absolutely. all part of it, too, of the continuity part that, and I don't, yeah. like I said, I'm not saying Jason should go, but it's going to be a conversation if they're going to do a rebuild. Because well, the question is, is Jason the right guy to get us where we want to go? Can in, in whatever coach we want to hire, or the direction yeah, I think we the want to go? The second part of that is mm-hmm. right. I, I think I think if you're if you're going to hire Harbaugh or you're going to hire a Bill Belichick, and and that is what the Glazers are about, by the way. Like in as much as they'll listen and and you can reason with them, and they'll they'll pick they'll pick the coach they like the best. They couple things about them that I've learned. One, they want to be relevant. Okay. They want to win championships. They want to win Super Bowls. They're not in it for, you know, eight and eight, nine and seven. Like, you know, they want their fan base 
to be excited. And more importantly, they want the nation to be excited. They want national attention. They want Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night games. Having Tom Brady was everything, right? Because not only did they win, but what did you see leading Sports Center and NFL Network every night? It was the Bucs. It was all about the Bucks all the time. And believe me, I know because I had to watch all those shows in case they had something that I wasn't aware of. Uh, and I listened to every Todd Brady podcast with Jim Gray and all that stuff, right? It was a it was a dawn to dusk, uh, well, beyond dusk, dawn to midnight job uh, that I will never completely explain to you. But they love being relevant. So what makes you relevant? Winning. Okay. Well, everybody wants to win, right? But it could take some time to win in this situation. So what makes you relevant? Jim Harbaugh makes you relevant. Bill Belichick makes you relevant. I don't know that they have any chance at either one of those guys. Hell, I don't even know if Belichick's going to really leave New England, right? But you can bet that they're asking about him because you don't wait until you fire a coach to figure out who you're going to hire, right? That didn't happen when Dirk Cutter left. They knew that Bruce Arians was available. He had been doing CBS. And who knew Bruce better than Jason Light? I can't believe that those talks didn't happen before they let go of Dirk Cutter. And the same is probably true with any coach that they end up hiring is that whether it's through channels, agents, whatever, friends, wives, girlfriends, I don't know, but you get a feel for what the field is and you have a list and you need to know, you know, am I throwing the baby out with the bathwater here or are we going to get better? Um, but regardless, even if you don't know, even if you're starting from ground zero and you don't have a clue who your coach is going to be, the first discussion is, are we going to win a Super Bowl with Todd Bowles? Is this guy going to take us to the promised land? Um, so I don't think that Jason goes unless it's a situation where Belichick wants to run the whole thing. And even then, Jason has worked for Belichick, so it might work. Or Harbaugh wants to be mm-hmm. in charge, and he wants a hand-picked GM because he went through a really bad experience in San Francisco with Trent Baalke. So th- those two guys are different than the others, right? I don't think Todd Munkin's coming here saying, I need full control, you know? Mm-hmm. Todd knows Jason. Jason knows Todd. That seems more like a good fit. Yep. Because Todd's going to be a hot name, and they know him, and the Glazers know him, and he knows Tampa, and he loves Tampa. And so, like, if you go that route, I think it's a lot more, you know, at least you have the continuity of the front office. But it's a, it's a great unknown because you don't know how these searches are going to go. There's going to be absolutely other teams looking for a lot of head coaches. Are they sitting anywhere from five to nine jobs? Um, and so – You've got to go out there and compete, you know, and, and there's been many times where they thought they had a guy, Chip Kelly, Bill Parcells, right? Uh, hell, even Jeff Fisher at one point, and they didn't get those dudes, and they wound up with, you know, somebody less than that perhaps, or, you know, Raheem Morris or uh, uh, Greg Schiano was one of them, you know, and, and so you don't want to have a situation where if you look behind door number two, that that is not the guy you want to hire, but but you're down to just door number two. So all of that is going to factor in. The easiest thing is win the game, okay? Win the game, play well, host Philadelphia, which what it looks like they're going to host. The Eagles are struggling, okay? Their secondary is a wreck. Jalen Hurts isn't running the ball. He doesn't look the same. The, the receivers are bitching. Play the Eagles, and I give you a puncher's chance, right? Because you've won five out of six. You're still a hot football team. you got a home playoff game, which makes owners very happy. You're the only game in that time slot. And you know what? you got a shot. 
You do. You got a shot. That's way preferred over, you know, Black Monday and all the guys come in and it's like, you know, season's over. And that could happen Monday. And it needs not to uh, if this franchise is going to move forward. And then what they decide to do, look, I, I can make plenty of arguments for Baker year two. Uh, how about Dave Canales year two? How much better is that cat going to be, mm-hmm. right? Rashad White after a thousand yard season. Uh, you'll figure out what to do with Mike Evans, whether you bring him back or he moves on. Uh, but you'll have some money for free agency that you can absolutely sign some guys and make your football team better than the one that just won its third straight division title. So, yeah, winning, as Nick Lelouch would say, is so much better than losing. And that's what they need to do because all of this stuff that we're talking about is absolutely going to be what happens over there and going to be every discussion they're going to have and have been having. And it's just not its not a good place to be. So I also think this. I think that I'm not a great picker of NFL games. Let me assure you that there's a reason I would never gamble, uh, aside from the fact that I cover the team. But I, I just it, it, I'm horrible at predicting the NFL, and I mean all games. But I do think this. I think they have so much more talent than Carolina right now. Could they screw it up? Absolutely. But with what just happened against New Orleans, with what's at stake for people like Mayfield and others, and especially Todd Bowles, I don't see any way that they go up there and blow that game. I don't. And if they did, then yeah. They they all might have to find their way home on another another airplane because – this is this is not the game that this team, even though it's not a Super Bowl team in my opinion, that's not the game that this team should lose in Week 18 for all the marbles, as Tristan Wurst would say. So come home with your marbles. And then well, there's some debate about, and I've had this discussion with Scott Reynolds at Peter Report, he thinks they got to win a playoff game. He's not convinced that 9-8 and eight and, a, and a third straight title does it. I'm I'm not sure about that. One. We talked about that two nights ago, and yeah, I think if if that if if what Scott Reynolds if what he believes is true, then that means the decision was made before the season. Uh, that's I agree with you on that. You've told you've convinced me that I think you're right. I think you're right. That that they're if they're willing to do that, that they've pretty much made up their minds they, already. They were pretty much we're going to move on to the end of the year unless. The a Super Bowl happen. run, I mean, a, 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 a playoff win, a two playoff wins. Yeah, like if that's what it took for him game. to keep his job, that's that decision wasn't made three weeks ago. That was made before the season. Yeah, because you knew this deck was so stacked, and if he if mm-hmm. he came through all those obstacles and wins the division, and you still, it's not enough. Well, it was nothing. It was no, it, it, in that case, it was not about him. No. It was about reset we're resetting we're taking 55 million of dead cap money we're getting you know paying off our debts from the last three years which brought yeah. us a super bowl and so we're not going to bring in a new coach yet we're going to wait one more year we're going to wait yeah until that guy the new coach has more opportunity to win better opportunity right. and and maybe it's you know maybe a chance to bring in his own quarterback and that's the thing you know it, it's such a difference between making the playoffs in your draft order you know, I mean, right well, now, and, and that's the hard part. But even even if you lose, miss the playoffs, you're going to go through a rebuild. Mm-hmm. But your draft pick's going to be twelve, twelve, ten, yeah. twelve. Th- you're not 11, you're not drafting yeah. third. No, 
No, but fourth. there's still a deep enough. It's deep enough, but quarterback that you could you you know you could still get your uh, a guy, maybe your guy, maybe trade up, maybe be aggressive. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but there's a chance. You have a chance, right? You're not picking yeah. 19th. 19th is is you know no, that's not a great place absolutely. To be. But but a rebuild, you know, you want to be you know you don't want to be this. You never want to draft. You know, top. Three. You never want to lose enough to draft top three, five. But yeah. if you're going to rebuild, you want to draft top two or three because you want to pick your guy. Like you don't want to be okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we like this guy a lot, but we really wanted X, uh, Y, and get, Z first, but they were gone. Yeah. Right, Drake May or Caleb Williams, you get the choice, right? Mm-hmm. Or Michael Penix Jr. Or you or know, Michael Penix. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's five or six quarterbacks probably going to first round, well, four or five anyway. They'll go in the first oh, round. I, I think you know Williams will, May will, I think Penix will. How about the kid at Oregon? Bo Nix is. I mean, you know, does JJ McCarthy come out? Uh, right. The kid from Washington State just declared Cam Ward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's you know, there's a number of them. You know who and else? Workouts. Is, who else is going to come out? Yeah, we don't know. I mean, but, you know, the workouts always change the opinions and other guys rise, you know, some fall, but then you get well, some dark horses. And the closer it. you get to the draft, the more it is, I got to get a quarterback. This is a quarterback-rich draft. Next year's not. I got to get That's a quarterback. Right. I got to get – so teams move up or, you mm-hmm. know. You can definitely move up. I mean, hell, mm-hmm. how did Kansas City end up with Patrick Mahomes? How did the Bears get – or the, the, the Panthers get Bryce Young? Right. Exactly. Maybe it wasn't the right pick, and I, you know, I, I'm not going to write. You know, Trevor Lawrence looked awful his rookie year too because of coaching and the organization. Yeah, and they got and no players around the kid right. at all. And Bryce Young's kind of that same. Not, maybe not. I don't know if the coach was as dysfunctional. Not getting abused by Urban, but yeah. but yeah, you know, but the organization is dysfunctional. Yeah. No, they've they've hurt him. They've hurt him deeply. Mm-hmm. The way they've operated with the first year for a young quarterback has just been horrible. Um. We're going to find out all those things just in the next few days. I mean, it's really interesting how this season is coming to a close. And and it's always shocking how quickly it's over. You know, that's that's the one thing, even after doing this all these years, you go through this grind and it's like 26 weeks, right? And then it's just like the game ends on Sunday at 4 and it could be, that's it. That's all there is. But it's not all there is because there's a long season of crap. For 18 teams, it ends this weekend. Yeah. That's right, and that's why only you know, fourteen teams are going to be even remotely happy with their quarterback or their coach, and I don't know that I include this fan base among them, um, because there's a lot of people I think, uh, at least on social media, that you know want want everybody fired. I love those people. Fire everybody. Um, anyway, it's it should be an interesting game. I'm of the belief, and again, I don't pick games, nor would I tell you how to spend your money. I'm of the belief that the Bucks get this done and get it done big. Like big enough to get Baker out, play Trask. Uh, that would be the some, ideal scenario. Yes, yeah. Win it in the first half. Get twenty four up there in the first half. Get them out early third quarter or or sooner, and then just coast your way. You know, with as few starters exposed as possible. Second team line, like all that, right? That's rarely how it goes because games are usually fairly close, and it was close the first time they played them. So they're probably not going to be good enough to do that, but I do think they're good enough to win, and I do think they, I think they they will win. I, I really do. Um, I think this team had a slip up and maybe got a little too high in the saddle because they were playing so mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The other part of it is, and you can't discount this. Jacksonville was more desperate, and I've seen 
Sometimes it doesn't matter who you play. You mean it's New just, Orleans. New Orleans is more desperate. Or New Orleans. I'm, yeah, I suggest New Orleans was more desperate. It doesn't matter who you play. If they play harder or longer, mm-hmm. harder or longer is what, is what yeah. New Orleans did. They played harder or longer, they will win. And they had to because that's the only chance they even remotely had of winning the division. And they mm-hmm. still need help. They still need Carolina to beat Tampa. But the Bucks knew, and it's human nature, mm-hmm. we want to get it done today. We think we're going to get it done today. Oh, shoot. We didn't get it done today. But you know what? We got next week, and it's Carolina. Well, and one of the things the NFL thrives on, it's gambling, it's fantasy football, but the other part is they have mastered parity. Oh, yeah. There's not a team that hasn't won at least two games this year. There's not a team that hasn't lost at least three this year. Like, there you go. Nobody goes undefeated. Rarely does a team go winless. Like, it truly is any given something. The NFL thrives off of it. Mm-hmm. I, I could tell you, look, I programmed a lot of sports radio stations. Mm-hmm. There's one of three seasons you want if you're in a market with an NFL team. And it's pro- probably writing a paper is the same way. You either want to be so fantastic good you're 15-1 and one, mm-hmm. and people can't get enough because the team's going to go to the Super Bowl. Because you're just killing it, yeah. The third choice is you're awful. One God win, two awful. wins, and whatever. you got the first-round pick. You, you, yeah. Lots of people will call and complain, but your ratings aren't very good. Mm-hmm. But you know that. The best season, and, and people won't really tell you this, the best season is win a game, lose a game. Win a game, lose a game. <laughs> win a game, emotions. lose a game. Because your fan base goes from, we're going to the Super Bowl, this team's got it all, to we're the worst yeah. team on earth, fire everybody, burn it, it down, anymore, yeah. to now we're back in the playoffs again, to this is just uh, you know awful, the GM's got to go, the owners need to sell. Like It goes back and forth. But, but they stay engaged. The right? fans ride the wave of emotion. The, par- the NFL, because of something baseball hasn't figured out. Competitive balance, yeah. And, you know, is that parity is good for business. It's king, yeah. It doesn't that mean is. it's good for a franchise per se. Right. But it's good for business because everyone going into the year thinks they got a shot. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be god-awful. Mm-hmm. Very rarely does it happen. No one's going to be perfect, even though at times you might you start thinking, oh, that team is not going to get beat this year. You and said that about the Eagles. Straight. Yeah, said about the 49ers. The Niners lost three in a row. I mean, you know. Yeah. That the NFL lives off that parody. That yeah. any given Sunday, and last week, as you said, who was more desperate? Who, in the back of their mind, knew? Well, even if we don't win, we're okay. That's human nature. The Saints mm-hmm. had to win, and they punched them mm-hmm. in the mouth. They weren't ready for it, and it was it was too late. Mm-hmm. By the time they woke the hell up, it was over. Now, I think the Bucks need to come out firing. Oh, I do too. They you need hit, a fast start. Like you hit Carolina in the mouth, they may just go. We're done. Well, and that's the thing, you know, a team that has been so out of it for so mm-hmm. long realizes that they're only, you know, they're going to look at the clock and go, okay, we're we're 15 minutes away or we're 30 minutes away and, and this off, this terrible season is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be about, you know, let's dig our heels in and stop this third down and one, Yep. you know, um, so we have a chance, you know, at the end of the game. That's just, they're going to compete and if things are going well, they'll compete even harder. But as soon as you get them down by a score or two, uh, the wheels may absolutely come off, and you may run them out of their own gym. But you know that's what they need to do, just for the sanity of their fans, <laughs> but uh, and and their jobs. I sense a little little tightness early in the week, like you know Bulls in particular, who has been you know pretty stoic about everything. Uh, I I just sense that he he felt a little nervous to me. 
you know, and why not, right? Like he's got everything at stake. Uh, it doesn't work if he loses this game. It may not work if he wins it, but um, certainly have a much better chance. Uh, because look, they were a really good little story for four weeks, man. And that win at Green Bay was huge, and they followed it up with a, you know, thirty to nothing lead over Jacksonville, and you know they were the, one of the hottest teams in football. So uh, that was fun, and and they want to feel that again. And winning five out of six to end the year, there's no shame in that. And then you know what? No one's going to be talking about their regular season. They're just not. They're going to call them division champions. They're going to say they're hosting a playoff game. And it's going to be all about the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. That's all. Uh, And then, you know, they'll be overlooked and they'll be the underdog and they like being the underdog. And then you take your chances. So everything's right there for them. But man, oh man, I do not want to contemplate the changes that might be uh, on the way. And they may anyway, but the ones, especially if they were to lose this game, it's, it's going to be really tough. All right. We'll, uh, Touch just a little bit on Wander Franco and, and what's going on down there. It does not look good for the race shortstop and some of his legal issues in the Dominican. But first, I want to remind you guys that for the past 14 years, the skilled pros at May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems in Florida. Now they provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, and They've always offered the safest and the most reliable equipment. Well, now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year, no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof electrical and equipment replacement is covered. Solar Insure actually survives May Electric Solar, and it's owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. This policy will transfer to new homeowners, with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, I'm I'm just going to, Steve, I'm going to direct everybody to go to the Tampa Bay Times and on tampabay.com because this is such a fluid story. We didn't get into it on Thursday's show. It was happening while we were actually doing the podcast. Um, But there are developments in the Dominican Republic involving Wander Franco. Christy Ackert's been writing about them in almost in real time on tampabay.com and in the Tampa Bay Times. The nutshell of it is that prosecutors apparently have evidence, or at least according to some reports out of the Dominican Republic, uh, that Wander Franco had been paying a minor uh, individual, a uh, female, um, and uh, and some of those payments, I guess, may have involved the mother of that, of that uh, victim, I suppose. In any case... It, it it seems to be messier and messier every day. Uh, and I don't pretend to know the first thing about this case other than what I read from Christie and Mark Tompkin and others or what you see online from the Dominican Republic. But the macro, Steve, is this, that uh, the more of this that is sort of tumbling out and, you know, he, he you know, he spent some, some days in jail and, um, I don't know if if, if he's going to, you know, be bound over for trial. I don't know where this stands because it's fluid. Um, but I'll say this. The Tampa Bay Rays 
can't think right now that they're going to have a future with Wander Franco anytime soon. I, I And Major League Baseball will wait as long as they can to make any kind of decisions or rulings or anything on that. And the Rays are sort of staying out of it as they need to. Um, but this is this is like you you finally get a superstar a homegrown kind of superstar and i don't want to compare these guys because they weren't the same guys remember josh hamilton Mm -hmm. who was also drafted by the Rays, and josh wasn't a bad guy but he got on drugs and he was down he got a back injury in an accident he got you know got with the wrong people whatever and they couldn't work that out And, and josh of course got moved on and he became you know a five-tool player and a superstar that they knew he was and they could have had him for years. Now comes Wander Franco, who arguably would have been the biggest superstar in franchise history, and now you're in this this un, unpredictable mess. It, it's just, it's bad for everybody. It's it's icky. Like, none of it, none of it is good. Um, but we just have to kind of wait because it, it involves two countries, including one Spanish-speaking one. And so you're kind of reliable on, on the folks down there. Uh, and, but we're trying to follow it as best we can, and we'll see where it goes. But for now, this is this is not these are not great developments for the Rays. Let's put it that way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. uh, The Tampa Bay Lightning will uh, continue their road trip. This is actually the final game of this little three-game swing. Correct. It'll be game 41 on the season, so the season will be halfway done when this this game is Oh, wow. And they play a good team, the Boston Bruins, up there at TD Garden, so that'll be um, something to watch. And then, of course, it's Bucks against Panthers, 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon. The Bucks with a final chance to win the NFC South, win and they're in, lose, no chance at a wild card. The season is over and all the implications that may come with that as well on what could be a very uh, difficult Black Monday. So a lot at stake in that game. We'll be back to talk to you about that on Monday morning's podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud, the Tempe Times. We'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs>